This is Bumping Into Walls, a show about living with vision loss, the challenges, the successes, and the day-to-day walls we all bump into. Welcome to another exciting episode of Bumping Into Walls. I'm Jesse Tregarthen in studio, and on the phone with me, I'm joined by Anthony Hodgetts. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Um, and David Serrani. Wow, I didn't know we were a reggae show, but hey, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, did you uh, escape out of the country and go on an island destination? I wish. It's minus or 20 s- or something. Outside, guys. It's cold yeah. here in Calgary, just so you know. Did, did you uh, quarantine for 14 days in an all-inclusive resort or, or anything? No, I haven't left my house um, in six months, boys, so yeah. that's what I've been up to, unless I have to go do stuff. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. So you say you've just been listening to lots of reggae. Uh, yeah, you betcha. Okay. I am good with that. So I guess radio hasn't heard from us live much in the last little while. Of course, Anthony more recently than 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 Dave and I. Uh, but yes, we we have been gone for a while. Certainly over the Christmas holidays. Um, so uh, what what's been going on in the lives of 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 you two? Well, for me, uh, I would have to say the pandemic certainly or i call it a worldwide problem yes uh has certainly slowed things down for me but of course being a avid amateur radio operator uh that has been keeping me busy been able to uh, uh make contacts or whatever but other than that a lot of walking mm. and uh my uh, better half, she's been uh, doing some baking. That was before Christmas. Lucky me. I'm coming to your house, man. <laughs> and you're not far from me, so I might just not show up at your house until the COVID goes away, but yum. So unfortunately no. for me, I just went to the doctor today, guys, and I have to admit, COVID has made things a lot different. We come in, the first thing we do, we walk in, and of course, I'm with my roommate, and of course, what does receptionist do? Wait at the door. Wait at the door. Well, we do that. But unfortunately, she's talking to one of us. But she doesn't tell us who she's talking to. I can't tell because she's behind this shield thing that I can't hear where people are. So we got it all taken care of. But it's just one of those scary things where if you don't have to go to the doctor, please don't go. But I kind of had to. And it's like... There's no way for us to know to wait at a door because we can't read the sign. If there was even a sign there, I don't know. But I mean, you know, I haven't been in a clinic for a good year, so. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do, well, you know, it's interesting. Even for blood work, and I'll mimic. Yeah, if you have a mask over your face, so it's very uh, hard to understand. And they do most places, whether it be your doctor's office, dentist. They have a plexiglass almost at the receipt. It looks very unwelcoming. And, of course, you have to wear a mask everywhere you go. Um, I haven't been into the hospitals yet because I haven't seen my uh, respirologist. But, uh, um, however, that should be an interesting uh, an interesting adventure. I'll have to let uh, everyone know what that's like or kind of describe it because it's it's hard, certainly hard to navigate. 
So as uh, for folks without vision, I'm sure it's horrible. I didn't know how horrible it was until I got there. But you know what, guys? That's just what this pandemic is doing to people. It's just like even when you go shopping. I went shopping today. Everything is covered. So the pad that you usually punch in, thank God I know how to tap, Jesse. Thank God you convinced me. Because you know what? They cover the pad with this weird-looking plastic thing, which just makes one more thing to try and figure stuff out. It's doable. It's just different. Yeah, it's it's all been interesting. Um, any, any kind of shopping uh, can definitely be a challenge right now. Um, like... If you're going in by yourself, there's the plexiglass. There is a hole in the plexiglass uh, that is only so high. So if you really want to hear the person, you kind of bend down towards the hole, I guess. That's um, what I have to do, yeah. And um, I have some, and it's tricky, um, because of course, because you're trying to keep your distance or whatever, but... There have been situations where I have needed help, and I have found that people are willing to help if it looks like I really need it, which I guess is good. I mean, certainly, like like strangers on the street, people in businesses, not always so much, um, but I guess they're trying to keep themselves from getting shut down and follow all the rules. And Well, I certainly wouldn't want to be off to my... Uh... Florida home because I don't think I'd ever make it back from what I've seen on the news. And I know about uh, I know about anybody else here. I speaking of news because of course I'm at a current event, guys, so I can't help but watch the news. And of course, if I see something I disagree with, I want to throw something at, at the TV, which has never happened yet. But boy, uh, there's some days where I've just Okay, enough news. Let's watch something else because it can get pretty um, bleak and depressing. And certainly, from what I'm hearing uh, on a more serious note, certainly there are some mental health issues. Not only that, uh, um, there's the feeling very isolated uh, for some. I know for myself personally. Some days it has been a lot harder, harder than more uh, than not. Yeah, and definitely during my hiatus, which was partly brought on by mental health issues, uh, I moved. And um, I moved from living with my, my grandparents, which, you know, we, we were able to definitely keep each other entertained and uh, and try not to drive each other crazy through the first lockdown. Uh, and, you know, it's it's tougher they're they're older and, and more vulnerable and everything and uh and then i moved and was able to spend the second lockdown with a a different group of people that that live in the place that i'm now living in which which kind of switched things up and uh um i'm i'm now living with uh some people who are blind uh and which has been good for me in the learning how to cook department and um and other departments uh I have learned a little bit grudgingly about wrapping presents this Christmas and uh that's basically just what's been going on in my life Christmas day I came out of the house and skated down the driveway and finished up on my back 
So hey, that did you was... do a triple sow cow? No, I did not. I don't even know what the heck that is. It's some skating move I don't know much about, but apparently it's hard to do. Dave, oh. you might know more about it than I do. You see, so you might have seen I it. Felt like I, might have uh, bro- I felt like I might have broken my triple sow cow, but... I see, but I'm kind of wondering if Anthony knows about skating moves, if we should, if we should put them on the ice to feed the folks. Yeah. To, uh, you know, um, Anthony's skating. I think that's an episode on Cone. Yeah, that that could be an interesting segment uh, for the show. <laughs> Anthony, figure skating. But, you know, down the road, we're looking to maybe talk to some skateboarders, and one of the things they asked me was, when you do this, you want to come learn how? And I went, Sure. So, yes, you and the rest of the team might be learning how to. So, this could be a fun episode in the future. We've taken recorders on a try, Sean. Ah, um, uh, yes. That was we have. But I, I took, don't think we'll be taking a recorder while you're skateboarding. I think that would I be took, a little risky. Part. I took a recorder home to uh, fight with my Google. I, uh, I suppose anything is possible uh, within yeah. the limits of the station I hope and their got gear. Good insurance on me. <laughs> Adam, sorry, we don't have enough insurance for these. Too bad. Hey, if you strap that puppy upright, it would probably be okay. Uh, I don't know if you'll get me on a ski- skateboard again, because uh, I never really learned the knack of skateboarding, but I used to sit on them and go down the hill uh, until one day I sat on it and pushed off and took off down the hill, crashed into a bike that was laying at the bottom of the hill and ended up on my keister. Who was the silly person who left a bike at the bottom of the hill, knowing you were coming down? I don't know. Probably one of my siblings. Uh, I mean, it had been there for a while. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like someone put it in in my path. Oh, well, that's good. It was just there but, just because it was there. Um, that, that was the end of that for me. Uh, same with tricycling. Uh, I used to do that as well until I came down a hill and lost control of my wheel and uh, tipped over. I like the big wheels. When I was a little kid, I had a plastic big wheel. Except if you go too fast and you get it going in a circle and then you pull your brake, you will fall off. Mm, yeah, it sounds like something that would happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I certainly did have fun on my tricycle, and if my if my yard hadn't been so cluttered, uh, I probably could have kicked some serious butt on that thing. But uh, What about you, Dave? Are you scared of tricycles, or are you all right? Ah, uh, you know, I've seen uh, one of them adult tricycles. I wouldn't mind trying. I used to ride. A, I used to ride my bike at a studio bike quite often. And uh, one time, I don't know. I just can't get into it. I was looking at a one of them uh, electric bikes or e-bikes. <laughs> Dave used to uh, ride his bicycle. But <laughs> however. And I used to drive, uh, ride it for quite a few, and we were out uh, living on acreage. So, of course, on the secondary highways, some of those hills are fairly steep, so I used to have to walk it up the hill. But no, no, I've, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Now, I don't know if it's laziness or um, balance issue, being partially sighted. That's why you won't catch me on the board uh there's a balance issue for sure mm. now of course as we've alluded to on the show several times before uh dave had a license to operate something a little bit bigger than a tricycle oh that's right that was 
That's right. I did hold hold a driver's license for a good twelve years of my yeah. life. Life. Refer so back those, to our "It's Been a Year" show where yeah. you can hear Dave getting in an awful car crash. It was like he was in an eighteen wheeler and yeah, another car. There was something going which, on there, which wasn't true. <laughs> the Alberta <laughs> government said I can drive. Of that blooper, no, Dave, Dave, no, no, Dave's were harmed in the making of that of that thing. Uh, no, Dave, because I'm still here. Dave is still here to tell the tale, and it was a a, a good driver. So there you go. I've been in his car, so I'm still here too. So. Yes, Anthony's still in one piece. Although some feel I'm a little crazy, but whatever. Now, so Dave, you got to you got to drive vehicles, which is wicked cool. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Anthony and I are not supposed to drive them for some reason. I drove a go kart, but that's as far as I got. That's as far as you got. I I got to I used to drive a lawn tractor around my grandparents' acreage until I ran yeah. it into a post. Um, and, uh, I did actually get to drive a vehicle on a farm once, and, uh, it was a standard, and I drove it for a little bit, and I was grinding the gears, so I was told to stop driving it, so I took my hands off the wheel, took my foot off the clutch and the gas pedal, and all of a sudden, my brother screamed, brakes! <laughs> but you did exactly what you were told <laughs> to do. I slammed down the brakes. Uh, and the second time, again on on farm, I I did drive a car, uh, and I I had it out on a stretch of road going uh, about probably ninety kilometers, and uh, that was actually quite fun. Uh, I was not in charge of the steering per se. Well, that's good. Uh, but apparently, it is not common for that road to be driven down at ninety kilometers. So it's probably better that. Anthony and I are off the road, and I've heard things about Anthony driving a go kart, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's a good thing that n- neither Anthony and I can drive. We'll leave the driving to the experts. Yes, and yeah, yeah. Certainly, nowadays I sh- sure appreciate leaving the driver driving to the experts. I don't miss the uh, responsibility or the <laughs> upkeep. So. Um, um, and yeah, of course, uh, we we did do a show uh, for her, and it, it aired and uh, was well received. Uh, but of course, the other thing that's happened since we left uh, was the passing of of Catherine McLeod, and uh, the the empty chair, as it were, in the uh, the studio in in the fa- in the fashion that it is right now. You know, you know. Oh, okay. And of course, myself. Does that mean I get my corner back? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Little Jack Corner sat in his corner eating yeah. his curds and whey. So oh, that's, Kathy's that's corner has has since become Dave's corner. There you go. Well, which means oh. that this spot is uh, is left open between Anthony and 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 Dave. Um. So there you go. I guess Anthony and. And Dave are physically distanced. Um, ish. Ish. Ish, yeah. um, So we do have a bit of a surprise for you in terms of somebody that could be coming in and starting to contribute as part of the team. And uh, I don't know, what do you guys think? Do you think we should uh, leave that as a mystery? I think we should leave it as a mystery, man. And, uh, I think we should. It'll be nice for everyone who... Uh, 
gets surprised by the introduction of a new voice and, uh, of course, us helping you to get her, get to know her better and getting to know her better ourselves. You're listening to Bumping Into Walls. Welcome back to this episode of Bumping Into Walls. And surprise, we're here with our new member of the team to interview her. So welcome, everybody, to the Bumping Into Walls team, Marianne Rochon. Hello, Marianne. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Jesse, and how are you? I am doing great. Wonderful to hear. Uh, and also on the phone with us, we are joined from his comfy couch, Anthony Hodgetts. How are you doing today, um, sir? I am doing fine, and I'm sitting in my desk chair. Yeah, I'm doing okay. fine. Well, that's good. So we thought this would be a great opportunity to sit down with our new team member and get to know her a little better. So, Marianne, please do tell us, firstly, what got you involved with Bumping Into Walls? What got me involved in Bumping Into Walls is I entered a Halloween competition bash that CJSW was part of, and the station manager thought that I would be great for bumping in the walls when he realized I was a blind person. So he asked me if I'd want to join, and I'm very interested, and he tweaked my curiosity, so I am so happy to be on the team with you guys. And I have a different perspective on everything, and... I want everyone to know how what it is like to live in my world. So that's it in a nutshell. So what kind of great ideas do you have that people can look forward to? Well, I have great ideas and little tricks on everyday life that if it worked for me, it might work for someone else, and it might not. So I'm just going to put it out there and cool. also talk about the pros and cons because there's a lot more than I'd like to admit and I have to put it out there. So what's your sort of more long-term story? What's the story of Marianne? What's the story of what got you to hear? I was born blind and at the age of not that I want to give my age away I had a severe, severe headache and I went to lie down and then I got woken up by this severe headache two and a half hours into my little nap. The headache was a hundred times worse. I rushed to the hospital and within seven hours I was blind. And they diagnosed me with rubriotic glaucoma. So now I live with that disease every day. It's difficult to manage because I can't control the natural barometric pressure that dictates what type of day I'm going to have because it is a pressure and light sensitive disease. So needless to say, my world turned upside down from living a normal life every day with partial vision to not having any more vision. And um, I had to get an eye evisceration performed so I have prosthetic eye and implant with titanium pins. So it was a learning curve and a difficult curve. And 
acceptance was the hardest thing to do. But it's been many years now, so I'm used to it. Life goes on and nothing stops me. And so I love the idea of joining your guys' team because I like to talk like most people do. I'm a people person, and I feel that I would fit right in with you guys, and it's something that never occurred to me that I could do. But now I realize, yes, you can do anything you want. So that's what brought me to this now. That's awesome. What an uplifting message. Uh, yeah, I love it. And yeah, for, for some reason, uh, possibly because of the the audio component, uh, radio seems to be a popular thing, especially in the blind community. It, it seems to me, most if most of us don't come to it later in life, we're, we're born with the passion for it, you know, in, in, in the case of me anyways, and I think it sounds like to a degree Anthony. Well, that's great. And I'm figuring, well, I can't see, no one can really see me, but I like to be heard. And that's important. So what a better platform than to join your team. The world is my oyster, and I will roar. That's awesome. And through the power of CJSW, you, you can now spread your voice uh, yeah. cer- city, certainly citywide and, and even worldwide uh, through the internet and the magic of podcasts. Yeah. Yes. And together, we work good, but as a team, we're even stronger. So what kind of ideas do you think would be of interest to someone who just tunes into us for the very first time and has never heard of us before? Well, my impression is that new listeners or existing listeners are going to hear a different perspective, and that would be my side of it because I am a mature woman, and they're going to get to know that even with our disabilities that we don't use as an excuse, we can have a full, functioning, productive life, and that's great. And we get to spread the word that being blind is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, being blind is definitely not not the end of the road. Or it doesn't have to be anyways. Exactly. So I just want listeners to know a different perspective. And some are going to say, oh, she's boring. Some are going to say, oh, I did not know that. And some are going to say, she's really cool. This is my new station that I'm always going to listen to. And I hope that what I can contribute brings listeners in. So when you went blind, did you have any role models that you went, I want to do what whoever is doing, or I think that whatever whoever is doing is doing a great thing. I want to at least try that. Did you have any of those? No, I didn't have any role models. Because after my eye evisceration, I went into a deep depression why me? Why did this happen? It's not fair. The whole rigmarole that everybody goes through when something upheavals and just changes their world completely. And I lost a lot of my uh, independence, you know, lost my license for life, couldn't do this, couldn't do that. You have to learn how to adjust. I had to get my brain to teach me, 
you're blind now. This is how you got to do things. And you can just keep improving so that your life is better every day. And that and that's never ending. Even now, after all these years, I'm still learning and doing things to make everyday life better. But as far as fans go and somebody to mentor me, uh, I was unfortunate and had to do it all by myself. But that's okay because it didn't kill me and it only made me stronger. Yeah, and I can definitely relate to that uh being born being born blind but but growing up in a in a small town i i I didn't even know another person who was blind so i can definitely definitely relate to that and i hope that in the future we can maybe go more into touching on on that and the struggles that people have going blind and accepting it and some of that you know maybe a little bit of that heavier stuff dashed in with the light stuff because it is real uh, it's a it's a part of it, and we've we've touched on it to a degree in the past. Um, yeah, we can do a follow up and do that all over again. And I've got I've got some stuff to say. You could bring a, a fresh perspective to, to that, and then Anthony and I can possibly speak from the point of view of people. You know, because even even if you're even if you're you're blind from birth, you know, it, it's still struggle. It's still hard sometimes, and you still have moments sometimes. So. You know, an oh, opportunity to sit definitely. down and chat about all of our experiences. Yes, but it's only made us who we are today. Exactly. And, and that's not a bad thing. Exactly. And I, I have to be positive and think that way. As I wouldn't be the woman I am if things were different. Because I'd be a different woman. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm happy. I'm thankful. I'm grateful, and I'm still alive, and it's going to keep going that way. That's awesome. That's a good, uplifting message for what could be considered a new era in in bumping into walls. Yeah. I do also know there's four different types of glaucoma. Oh, wow. There's There's the mild glaucoma where you don't lose your vision. And you have to put drops in your eyes for the rest of your life. Then there's a different type of glaucoma where it's uh, long-term. It takes many years to decrease. You will eventually lose your sight. But it could be anywhere from, you know, take five years or 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. And then there's occipital glaucoma. That's the one where you have to have eye surgery performed. But you don't lose your vision, but you have the pressure issue under your brain. Mm. And then there's the bad one, and that's the one I have. It's rubriotic glaucoma, where it's I'm light sensitive and pressure. And when it decided to spike, it attacked my whole eye and killed it right away. And the pressure and the didn't go away after it destroyed the eye. So the disease just increased because glaucoma attacks the weakest link in your eyes. So whatever eye is the weakest is the one that's going to attack first. And that's exactly what happened to me. Seeing that I was born partially blind from birth, so it attacked the weakest eye. And my good eye, well, my vision is 20 over 500 right now. And that means I have less than 2% vision and I only see shades and 
If it's bright, I know it's bright. If I'm in the dark, I'm in the dark 90% of the time. So, uh, I can't read anything. I can't distinguish anything. Uh, I don't see colors anymore. And, uh, when the natural barometric pressure goes high, because you can't control Mother Nature, well, the pressure in my orbital eye socket goes high. And that's when I go into a glaucoma spike. It's very painful. When mm. the pressure outside goes down, then the pressure in my orbital eye socket goes down. And bright, sunshiny days, they cause a headache. Once you have a headache, that creates pressure. Though, then the pressure builds up again, and I go into a glaucoma spike. Hmm. So it's a very hard disease to control. So as long as I control my environment, I have less pain. But it doesn't give me any more vision. So that's what I deal with on a daily basis. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And um, we look forward to future episodes uh working with you and what you have to bring to the team and thank you for sitting oh, down I'm... with us and introducing yourself yeah thanks a lot i'm so humbled and, and psyched about joining the team like oh my god can't we not be in the studio today i can't wait <laughs> i wish I, w I want that but i have to be patient Tune in next time to see what people, places, or things we've been bumping into. To contact Bumping Into Walls, find us on Twitter at into underscore walls. Or send us an email at bumpingintowalls at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, bumpingintowalls.wordpress.com. Bumping Into Walls is produced edited and hosted by Jesse Trigarthen, Anthony Hodges and Catherine McLeod. <laughs>